Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Surviving Without Options. Um, I will never forget, you know, growing up, I used to spend a lot of my summer times with my granny. And <laughs> she used to make chores. What I tell you, fun. Oh my goodness. And I'll never forget one time she and I were getting ready to go to the fields. And she told me, she said, I bet you can't pick that corn (laughs) I bet you can't pick that corn in about three to four hours I'm talking about all of it and I was like you must don't know who I am and we went back and forth and I started picking the corn and I was you know just I'm running and she was laughing as she picked the greens and you know all the other vegetables and it hit me in the midst of me running wait a minute a minute now this bed ain't something right about this bed because she was laughing and I went to her and I was like you know mama come on tell me now she she laughed she was like you know I knew that you were gonna you know you could you could do it um I just I just needed it done (laughs) so we laughed and I, I think me being around her a lot that's kind of where I got a bit of an old spirit or an old soul if you will And, you know, she taught me a lot. She taught me a lot about, you know, picking peas and picking corn and turnips and how to cut them and freeze them and store them for the week. And on Sunday, she normally would have this big meal uh, waiting for you whenever you got out of church or you just stopped by. You know, she would always she was always cooking on Sunday. And, you know, staying with my grandma, even being around my my granny, you didn't have options. Like, you ate what she cooked. If you didn't want it, you didn't eat it, you know. (laughs) And there was no, you know, I don't eat rice and gravy. No. If she cooked it, you ate it. It's moments like that um, that I can reflect back on and be grateful for. And it's moments like those that remind me of how to be prepared and, and, and not just for like hard times, but how to survive without options. You know, options can be frustrating because once you have them, you then have to make the right decisions and you have to keep your why in mind. Like, how do you know which decision is best for the situation you're in when you have a lot of options? When making a decision, you must use wisdom. And you must properly identify your why. <laughs> so you may be asking, okay, well, I want to, what is a why? I'm glad you asked. Why is actually defined as your what? Why is your reasoning for doing the things that you do? Why is your cause? Why is your purpose? We all have a why. When God created us, he created us with purpose in mind. So when you have a moment of frustration, you have to remind yourself of your why. 
when you have a moment of frustration, you have to remind yourself of why you must succeed. You know, when you have a moment of frustration, you have to remind yourself of why giving up is not an option for you. You know, it's so easy. I know with the world that we live in, it's so, 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 so easy to lose sight of your why. And when there are so many things that are fighting against you and your judgment and using wisdom can even be foggy in those times. But without wisdom and without a reasoning, we're actually left with confusion and we're left with the possibility of making the wrong decisions, even when we do have a lot of options. Everything you've gone through in your childhood can still be used in your decision making today. <laughs> and you may be asking, can it work if, if my childhood was horrific? Yes, it can. Can it work if if my life got off track? I'm here to tell you, yes, it can. Can it work if you've had moments of throwing in the towels and you felt like giving up? Yes, you can. See, it will work if you let God work it. And that's a good place to apply Romans 8 and 28, where it says we know that all things, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. It working for your good can only be successful. Hear me out. It can only be successful if you love God and are the called according to his purpose. We, we can't miss that part of the scripture. That's the solid foundation the scripture rests upon. It's the part that often lacks clarity and understanding. Sometimes the survival is not, it's not about the options as much as it is about the trust we should have in God. And my granny used to tell me all the time, baby, just keep on living. You'll learn how to survive under pressure. You'll learn how to survive when you have the least amount of stuff, you'll learn how to survive. You'll then learn that your why plays a huge role in your survival. See, survival can reassure us in laughter. It reassures in love. It reassures our relationship in God. It reassures us that he is still God, even in us having lack. And see, I don't know what your options are, but I pray that God will give you wisdom in surviving with or without him. You know, this actually makes me think of the widow woman um, in 1 Kings. In 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, it says, but after a while. But after a while, the brook dried up for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. This is first King chapter 17, verse seven through 16. I just want to read this real quick in your hearing so you can understand what I'm saying. It says, the, then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath as he arrived at the gates of the village. He saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? I mean, first of all, now you, you get there, you asking for stuff. Now. <laughs> and um, as she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. Now you, you want some water and you want me to feed you? Okay. 
But she said, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. There's so many different things that you can pull from this story, from the life of the widow woman. There's so many different things that makes you question, <laughs> makes you question everything about your own personal life. But what captivated me is the fact that she had preparation for death. She had enough sense to know I'm going to prepare this. And after I cook this, there's nothing else left. So we're going to die. But what blessed me so much, what literally blessed me so much was the fact that Elijah had enough sense, had enough connection and had an, a relationship with God so to the point that he heeded to the voice of God. The reason that I love this story is because we can plan for one thing that in its ending is defeat. But God is already working <laughs> on our behalf before the defeat even come forth. Now, what if Elijah didn't have a relationship with God? What if he didn't talk to God? What if he didn't obey God? What if, just what if? <laughs> I'm grateful for everybody that God has placed in my life who has exactly what I need. Who has the ability to make deposits into my life in moments where I felt defeated, in moments where I didn't feel qualified, in moments where I didn't feel good enough. He sent people into my life to remind me of who I was and who I am in him. The widow woman was ready. The widow woman was preparing herself. One thing I learned from this scripture is that God is always working ahead of us. She didn't have much to survive on, but God magnified what she had left. She didn't have options. <laughs> her lack of options didn't change the tone in her ability to serve. Now that, because she could have easily said, look, let me tell you something. I don't have no water. 
ain't got no cake, ain't got no flour, ain't got nothing. And when Elijah told her, yeah, okay, bring me the water and go ahead and, and cook it, but give me mine first. She could have been like, I, mm-mm. if the Lord told you, why, why he don't know that I ain't got no stuff? You know, she could have been real. <laughs> she could have been real hood. You know, she could have been, you know, out of order. She could have been because of the fact of the matter is, is that she's going to die. But even in, even with having depth on her mind, her ability to serve didn't change. It didn't, it didn't matter. Her why came into play, even when she knew death was near. God will often challenge our ability to serve his people. And he'll take notice of our heart posture as we do it. So that means serving God's people, it goes beyond than what we did when we were in the four walls. Can you call and check on your... Your family now. Or can you still serve God's people, even if it's on a podcast, even if it's an inspiration, even if it's in just a simple text, even if it's in a prayer? What I mean is that she could have only thought about her and her son. She could have easily, easily allowed the narrative of her present be the reason for a selfish act. (laughs) I mean, she could have. She could have said, well, you know, if God wanted me to give you something, he should have given me a little bit more. It was the honor in her, in his request that blessed me. And God made good on his promises towards her. Even when she thought death was ahead of her. She still obeyed God. That didn't change. I'm wondering, are are we still willing to serve when we have no options? wondering are we still willing to serve when our why doesn't line up to what God revealed or promised or showed us I'm wondering are we still willing to serve in obedience when we're when we're actually in lack ourselves I don't know about you but I didn't grow up with options And many of you who are listening to me didn't either. Many of us, we don't have options readily available, but that's a good place to be in. It means we stay on the path before us. And when we do find ourselves at a crossroad full of options, we can trust the one who led us there. 
something tells me that the widow woman had a relationship with God. And it, it wouldn't make sense for me to have a relationship with God and go through hell. But God is actually working before <laughs> we even get up. We serve a God that don't sleep. We serve a God that can be in my situation and comforting you all at the same time. That's the kind of God we serve. You know, I don't know what keep you up at night. I don't know what decisions you're stuck with and you're trying to make because if you make this decision, you could probably lose your home or your car. If you make this decision, then your family may may turn their backs on you. I don't know where you are in your thought process. I, I, I don't. But I tell you to be like the widow woman. Still serve. Use what you have within your reach. And trust God for the rest. That's what she did. That's what she did. I'm wondering, can you survive without the options? 